so on last episode, we left you with a cliffhanger. We were talking about the secondary women's title because AEW's moving to TBS and Rampage is staying on TNT. And I have an idea of who I want to be the women's champion. Who do you have to be the women's champion? Yeah, I was thinking maybe Thunder Rosa. Okay. I was thinking of that chick, Jade Cardio. That one. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. So, since we're talking about AEW, let's talk about Grand Slam Part 2 with it starting off with Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm not making this up. Justin Roberts did it. And that's the thing. Yeah. So he faces CM Punk, and I personally think that this match was better than his Darby Allen match. What say you? I kind of like the Darby one better, but like it's not that this match was bad. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that this match felt like overhyped. I think it's due to the fact that this being like his first. They kept saying like this is, um, and by him I mean Punk, his first match in television in seven years and whatever. Like it was like overblown and like that kind of took the air out for me. Okay, but like, here's the thing: the Darby match was his first match back ever since for yeah. seven years. So like that was way more hype than this match. Yeah. Which also took it out for me too, so I took points off of that one too. But yeah. Compared to two, I think the Derby one was better in my opinion. Yeah, I think this this Hobbs one was better. Yeah. But I have a feeling that this is leading the hook versus Punk at full gear. What say you? Eh, like to me, I really wouldn't want Hunt to like first match because it will be his first match against because mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I'd be scared, like, Punk would squash him or something, you know? Or if yeah, but in the match, like, they blame it on Hook, you know? Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Hook uh-huh. is, like, being positioned to be the future of AEW. This is his first big match. But, listen, your first big match is against CM Punk. Like, the CM yeah. Punk. Your first match is that. Like, so that is, like, going to build your reputation. Even if you lose, it's like you were in there with Punk. Like, Punk wanted you, and you had a match. And I know Punk is going to give him a lot in the match, so he's going to look good. Yeah, most definitely. Like, I don't care if he loses. Like, that, I'm beyond that. It's the fact, like, how he loses. Like, if he just gets goes out there and gets destroyed, I'm not going to like it. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to try to build him up so he'll still look good even in defeat. Yeah, so he got something. Yeah, he's got something. And the funny part is, like, no one has seen him step in the ring yet. And everybody is just, like, extremely just hype about him. Like, it's just, okay. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. The whole time he's been here, we've only seen him do, like, maybe, what, like, one move? Yeah, I want to say, like, the half and half task black. It was that one, and he put the dragon sleeper on um what's we call it um punk okay so yeah cool. that was it so that was the first thing then we had the young bucks and 
Adam Cole, Bebe, which his fucking, his pops are getting ridiculously more bigger each week. It's insane. It is fucking insane. Right? It's insane. And they went up against Christian, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. It was an okay match. It was an okay match. But it was kind of a clusterfuck to me. I mean, well, that's usually what these type of matches are. But yeah, yeah like, it was a thing. And then we, like, of course, you know, the super click gets the win and it sets up Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. I would have loved to see this match on a pay per view, but they're going to give it away on TV. And we'll talk about that down the line because we have a, a discussion I want to talk about in a little while. But yeah, like, I just like kind of like, I would have rather wait to the pay per view. But whatever. Okay. Like, like, no, we can have this discussion now. Do you care if, like, they give away big pay-per-view style matches on TV? Do you care? Yes and no. Their, their pay-per-views are so spread out, like, it's kind of expected. But, like, I'm not used to that, you know? So, maybe me. So, I'm like, all right. So, WWE does it. And they've, they've done it, like, they've done it a lot sometimes, like, you'll see it and, like, they'll give you this big match and you'll be like, oh, wow, they gave us this big match on TV and you're like, oh. But, like, then you're like, why didn't they save it? And like, ah, whatever. Like, WCW used to do that. Like, remember the big match, Hogan versus Goldberg? That was a big match oh, on yeah. TV. Like, it was a bunch of, like, it's always, like, it's it's been a thing and, like, I don't know why, but, like, sometimes I just feel like I want the anticipation of, like, a big match at a pay-per-view. And, like, once you, like, run through a lot of them on TV, it's like, when the pay-per-view comes, I'm not hyped. Like, even if it is a storyline that's leading up, it's like, a lot of these first matches have happened on TV and other shit. And it's like, I don't really care. Like, it takes... Like, it takes the air out of the pay-per-view, which is supposed to feel special to me. It's like, that's like that's the only thing that that bothers me. But like, I, but like I said, it's happened before. It's happened back in WCW. It's happened in WWE. It happens a mm-hmm. lot, but like, it still takes the air out of the pay-per-view. Because it's a lot of pay-per-views that like, I went into WCW, like, I don't give a shit about this. Like, I've seen like, these people wrestle five or six times on TV. This is the ending of the feud. At the pay-per-view, I'm like, oh, I really don't give a shit. I don't care. And, like, that's like that's what I don't want for AEW. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like, the only thing that probably would save this match for a pay-per-view is mm-hmm. some fucker. You know what I mean? Like, there's no winner. Maybe, like, a double DQ or something. And then yeah. they do it later, you know? Yeah. Or like the Daniel Bryan CM I mean not Daniel Bryan CM Punk Daniel Bryan Kenny Omega match which was a time limit draw. Like everybody was upset, like well half of the people were upset. Why is this match on TV? Why is this match not there? Yeah. It's like, all right. So 
like since like since I brought it up, like I, like I said, I was gonna save some of this stuff for later. But like since this since this got brought up, I'm going right to it because Meltzer gave this match a five star, not saying it didn't deserve it. So every like not everybody, there's a lot of people that are upset that this match got a five star because they're like, this is Brian Danielson's first five star, and. They've been comparing, like, they've been bringing up all his old matches in WWE and saying, hey, this match was five-star worthy. This match, five-star worthy. This match, five-star worthy. And a lot of people that were mainly AEW fans pushed back was like, the stuff he did in WWE was, like, wasn't as good, and that's why he didn't get a five-star rating. Meltzer even said that himself. And the thing about it is, I was like, you can say that, but it was a lot of matches that actually were kind of five star worthy, and that's why that's why it kind of bothers me. Like the first time, and then I was like, "All right," because if I bring that case in front of the IWC, they're gonna be like, "You're an e-drone." So I brought my case in front of them with other evidence, with the Samoa Joe match from Ring of Honor, the Kenta match from Ring of Honor. The uh, Roderick Strong match from Ring of Honor, the CM Punk match from Ring of Honor, those matches, the fucking was it that Nigel McGinnis one? Yes! Oh my God, that was a fucking dude. That was a fucking five star. That was a five star match. That feud led to a five star match, and he did not give that a five star. But as soon as he wrestles Kenny Omega, it's like five stars, five stars, and. He like he made this argument was like, hey, well, the stuff he did in WWE was like held back, and like some of the matches was like three and a half stars, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever. So, a couple people on the internet started the straw man argument, and I know people are like, what the fuck is a straw man argument? The straw man argument is there's a topic that we're talking about. But out of that topic, you pull out a narrative that was not the focus of this topic. Pull out a narrative out of that topic and you start an argument from that narrative. That narrative from the topic that was already at hand, you take it out and go, oh, well, I'm going to argue this and this is what I'm talking about. And if you don't agree with me, that means everything was said was wrong. And it's like, whoa, that's a straw man. You, you, this is not how we work. Like, we're literally having a conversation about this thing, which is, why hasn't he have a five-star before, period? That was it. Five-star before, period. A lot of people strawmanned and said, oh, you're just mad he didn't have a five-star in WWE. He was held back, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, he did have great matches in WWE. And, like, people have literally went, oh, my God, these matches are so good. Even Meltzer himself, one of them being the AJ Styles one, like in the empty arena, the Brock Lesnar match. It was so many of these five-star matches that he was like, oh my God, these are like great matches. But now all of a sudden, revisionist history and like he never gave them five stars. He never gave any of Daniel Bryan's five match five stars. Did and he have a banger with Murphy too? He did, but it was like, I don't think that was a five-star match because 
I barely remember it until you said something about Burke. Yeah, that's why I brought it up because I'm like, I remember enjoying it, but I don't know if it was a five star. That's why I asked. Like, you can even say the Kofi match was a five star because not only was it a good match, but it had the atmosphere of Kofi winning the title, which added mm-hmm. another element on top of on top of that. And looking, like yeah. I said, looking back and even going further back to his history, like how did you not give the Nigel McGinnis matches? How did you not give the shit the um Samoa Joe matches, the Kenta matches, the CM Punk matches, the Tyler Black match. How did you not give any of those matches five stars? So you have totally just gave this man a whole entire over 20-something years, and you just waited until he steps foot in the AEW and stands in front of Kenny Omega and says, five stars, five stars. And it's like all of this body of work. This great body of work that everybody has literally been talking about Daniel Bryan for years or Bryan Danielson for years. He has an award named after him for the best technical wrestler because of the great skills he has. And it took him to stand in front of Kenny in the AEW arena and say five stars. Now, if you don't see something wrong with that, you're either biased or just brain dead. Not even lying. And I know that that's so fucked up because somebody like just literally turned off the podcast like, I can't hear this. But you're either biased or brain dead. This is a legit problem. Like, and I know people are like, well, don't give him so much credit if like he's making these weird ass calls. It's fine. No one is giving him credit, but like he's he's the person that everybody looks to. Like, even if they hate him, they look to him to say something. And the biasy of the five stars of Brian Danielson is outrageous. It is simply outrageous. And he also gave Shingo versus Zack Sabre Jr. Of four and a half stars. It was literally a five star match. I cannot sit by and just like totally be like, oh yeah, I agree with what he's saying and think that he is non biased. There's a lot of biases here. And if this doesn't wake a lot of people up to be like, something needs to change, like this one system needs to change where there's only one person who is dictating how we feel about wrestling needs to change. And I know people are like, well, that doesn't mean anything. AEW exists. And I know you're like, what the fuck? AEW exists because WWE was that one system and they needed competition. They needed somebody to fix them. It's time for somebody to fix Meltzer. I'm just saying. Yep. So, on we go back to Rampage. We had... The minute of the year versus Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. And I wasn't, like, I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't, like, 100% invested in this match because it's, like, it was random as fuck. Like, this match happened and was just random as fuck. It's like, why? And I know people are out there. (laughs) Yeah, and I know people are out there, like, it's a storyline. And I know. I know what the storyline is, but like if you actually sit down and look at it, he never called them out. He never called these two out. So why the fuck was it these two? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like they had the match and then Scorpio Sky gets the win. He pins Jericho or Hager. I don't remember which one. It Hager. Okay. Then, then fucking they try to beat up Dan Lambert. Then a bunch of MMA professional fighters come in to help Dan Lambert and they surround them. And one of them is Paige, Paige Van Zandt, one of them is Andre Olowski. And like, it's all of these people that are in there. Who and they just the, like. Who's that show up? The, the Bog guy. And they said he's a former UFC champion. And like, he really didn't look like him, but the first mo- name that came to mind was Tito Ortiz, but I don't think that was him. It might have been Tito Ortiz. It might have been. Okay. Like I like like I said I was like I wasn't invested in this match, and I know people are like, "What the fuck?" Like you're supposed to be invested. I'm not invested in every match. You can shut the fuck up with that. Like they beat the shit out of them. Page Van Zandt did like the Roman Reigns dick check and then punch somebody, and like it was like, okay, well apparently the UFC guys are gonna wind up fighting Jericho and them, well, whatever. Yes, it's not my interest. So then we had the Hardy Compound Family Office, which was the Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade versus LAX. You know, people are like, "Wait, you keep calling Proud and Powerful LAX?" No, no, no. I'm calling LAX LAX because Impact 2019 or 2018, one of the two. It was a team. It was Santana. I mean, Santano. San- Damn! Santana, Ortiz, Phoenix, and Penta. They were LAX with Conan by their side. So, I'm just saying, like, it was an LAX night. Mm-hmm. They were out there. They bust their ass. They beat the shit out of a Hardy family office. Matt Hardy was going to cut Santana's hair. Or Ortiz is here. I don't remember which one. The one and, I want to say it's Ortiz. Yeah. Ortiz. And then Orange Cassidy comes out and like stares at Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy stops. And the funny part was like, if you watch it, Orange didn't even get close enough to like scare Hardy. And Hardy just had to look up and see him. Like, oh, okay, you're over there. All right. I was like, okay. Don't hurt me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. LAX. One, which in my mind is like, okay, we're gonna set up for Proud and Powerful versus uh, the Lucha Bros. So then we go to the back. Matt Hardy is like, Orange Cassidy, I challenge you. I challenge you to a hair versus hair match against Jack Evans. And Jack Evans is like, what the fuck? What? I'm not in this. <laughs> yeah. So that was legit his reaction. Yes. So Jack Evans versus Orange Cassidy, hair versus hair match. I want to watch that match just because I want Jack Evans to lose his hair just because of Matt Hardy being an asshole. That's all I want. I want at the end Jack Evans turns on Matt and say, no, fuck that. Like, you put me in this. You get the haircut. <laughs> that That would be great. That would be great. So, after that Fuego del Sol and Samego Wawa comes up and they're doing the car thing and 
Miro just comes up behind him, beat the sh- beats the fucking shit out of Fuego, clotheslines the shit out of Sammy, throws Fuego by the head, by the head, literally grabbing him by the head, throws that son of a bitch off of the fucking ramp. Sammy is going to help him. He gets put in the God's favorite, and then that's it. And we cut to Andrade talking about he's going to fight Pac. And the reason he wants to fight Pac again is because Shovel got in the ring and he interfered in my match. No one will interfere in my match. I want a fair fight against you, Pac. He's like, okay, cool. What else? We get Penelope. Yeah. We get Penelope Ford and Ana J. And they have a match. The match is going down. Bunny comes out. Bunny passes the Nux to Penelope. Penelope lays out Ana. This is what fucks me up because it's like, you have Tay Conti. Where was she? She waited. And then she came down after the match was like, Stop beating up my friends. And then she gets beat up and punched in the face with brass nuts. So they're getting beat up and the Hardy compound family office come out and say, hey, we're going to stand here and stand guard. Ah, nobody's getting through. So Orange Cassidy and Chris Tanlander come out and they're standing there like, we're going to beat you guys down. Okay. And so I'm waiting for them to come down, waiting for them to come down. Then the Dark Order comes down. And as the Dark Order is coming down, Uno and Grayson and Colt Cabana rush by everybody in the Dark Order and get in the ring and start beating people's ass. So while they're in the ring, like they clean house, everybody's there. Uno and Grayson and the rest of the Dark Order are standing there and like, Uno and Grayson's on one side and they're like, hey, shake hands. Hands. Uno and Grayson's leave. So Colt Cabana's like, yo, like... Uh, um, I, I gotta go help them with their twitch, and he leaves with them. I'm like, wait, so Colt's with them? Even Grayson was kind of fucked up about it, though. Like, it was, like mostly Uno. Yeah. So that was a thing. So then we had the final match, which was a lights out, anything goes match. Suzuki Goon, Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer. Versus Eddie Kingston and Moxley. I'm not gonna lie, as far as lights out match goes, this was like a three star match. And I'm used to like, and I'm talking about a three star hardcore match, not just regular match, three star hardcore match. And I was like, "Eh, this is not that good. So the match ends when Homicide comes out. And I know people are like, uh, we kind of know who Homicide is. Homicide is from the old CZW days and LAX days. He's He's been around for a long time. So him showing up was like, ah, he's a legend. Yeah, pretty good. So they so they win, which is Moxley and Kingston. So that's the thing. Yeah, so that's the end of it. The fucking man. I did a great stars also. Yes. So that was a thing. So we had the G1. Like more matches for the G1 today. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. 
I'm not gonna lie. It was like some matches in there that was like, okay, this is uh, this is pretty good, but like I didn't expect it because the first match was Tanahashi versus Kuroki Goto, and it's like, all right, they're gonna put on an okay match. So they put on, they put on like a lease of four star banger. It was like, oh, okay, that's different. That is different. Then we had a match that I fucking loved. I fucking love this match. And I'm not gonna give it, I'm not gonna be biased and be like, oh, this is like a five-star match. This was like, this is like a three and a half star match. It was Chase Owens versus Tamatanga. They're both in a bullet club, but they have to face each other because, hey, we're in this tournament. We have to fight. We have to have this match, okay? So the match is going on, boom, boom, boom. And they're both trying not to cheat. They're trying not to cheat. It's like, all right, whatever. Then they just like, fuck it. We're just going to go all out. And they just start going all out. And it's like, okay. Okay. All right. They're they're getting it in. They're getting it in. They're getting it the fuck in. But here's the thing. Here, Here is where I fucking lost my shit. Tamatanga was working over Chase Owens' arm. Chase finished the move is like a package power driver. And it's the shock arrow. Well, not the shock arrow. I forgot what it's called. The shock arrow is what show calls it. So they're going at it. It's literally fucking Chase Owens beats down Tama a little bit. He gets him. He grabs Tama for the shock arrow. And like, it's a power driver where he has to grab your legs and like pick you up like kind of a stuffed power driver so he gets down grabs him sets him up lifts him up literally lifts him up where he's about the power driver I don't know how don't know how Thomas slipped out of that gun stun which is a RKO Chase Owens in one two three I was like no words no words, because it literally was like no way possible that that should have happened. He picked him up for a power driver, and you turned it into a fucking... You turned it into an RKO. There's no way... There's, even Randy couldn't do this. It was like, there's no... It's no way possible that this fucking awesome. Tamatanga, incredible wrestler. Incredible. Awesome. Then we had... Yoshihashi versus uh, Jeff Cobb. Now, the funny part about Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi literally, when I got back into New Japan, he literally was the most garbage wrestler. He was literally so garbage. Somebody even gave him the nickname Bag of Socks. This is so many years ago. He was a bag of socks. You know how on Christmas you get a bag of socks? And like, you just like, uh, like, I didn't want them. They're useful, but like I didn't want them, and I, I'm not probably not going to use them. Bag of socks, it's just as useful as bag of socks. So, so everybody just automatically writes them off, writes them off, writes them off. He literally is like one of the worst characters that's ever been invented. He he went to go make a save a couple years ago and fell down and busted his face and he got a concussion. No joke. Like this is some real shit. It's like. He's had some of the worst luck. So last year, 
pandemic hit, everybody kept saying, Yoshihashi's in another match. He's in another match. He wound up being in the sixth man with Goto and Ishii. And they even said, listen, we're going to carry the load. He said, no, no, I'm, I'm going to get better. And for some reason, Yoshihashi got better. They won the six-man titles. And I was like, oh, okay. And Yoshihashi has kept improving. He's not good or anything, but he's tolerable. Where you're like, you know what? I kind of like him. So he yeah, fought yeah. Jeff Cobb. Yes, a lot better. He fought Jeff Cobb, who was like a fucking bad guy now. And if you've ever seen Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb is amazing. He's like too strong and too quick, agile for everything. They're having this match, and Jeff Cobb, it gets to the point where him and Jeff are wrestling, and Jeff just, like, looks at him, no response, just no response, looks at him, drop kicks him right in the face. And it's like, dude, first of all, you're too big to just be throwing drop kicks like that. And, like, for you to just be talking and then all of a sudden just hit that, it's like, you're like a fucking, you're like a fucking oven, and you just drop kick him in the face. This dude is, like... He's like five, like he's like five six. Drop kicked him right in his face, like top of the head. It's like you, you can't do this. You cannot do. You just drop kicked a five six person. You're you're a fucking oven. You can't do that. So Jeff Cobb winds up getting the win. Boom, that's it. Then we had Sonata versus Taichi. They're both. They both have roots in all Japan because, like, Sonata wanted to be part of New Japan. They wouldn't accept them, so he went to All Japan and then like went to TNA and then he came to New Japan. Something similar happened with Taichi. So they both have All Japan roots and they have mentors in All Japan that they look up to. So they had a decent ass match where like okay this is like this is something completely different than what I would expect from these two Taichi won so that was a thing then we had Okada versus Evil fucking you know it was gonna be a shit show cause Evil every time he wrestles fucking horrible horrible shit show of like just doing fucking steel chairs just like choking people all this fucking crazy shit always fucking horrible but Okada gave him a good match. It was okay. It was bearable. Okada won. Just bearable. But yeah, that's that's the G1 update. Cool. Yes. So, SmackDown. How'd you like? It was alright. Okay. I say Raw was better. I mean, yeah, of course Raw was better. And that's crazy because we're about to go into the regular show pay-per-view. And like, it's like, it's not even hype. It's not even hype around it. So, the show starts off with the MILF and she comes out and she's talking shit about Bianca. Bianca comes out and is like, yo, listen. You keep talking about 
you beat me in 24 seconds. Like, it it literally went from 28 seconds, 26 seconds, 24 seconds. Next time it's going to be 20 seconds. It just keeps going down. It keeps going down. So, they're in there and they get their little back and forth. And it's like, mm, 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 mm. and Bianca winds up hitting Becky with the kiss of death. It's like, yes. So now Becky's a little scared, fearful because she knows she might win that, lose that title. How did you feel about this opening segment? It was all right. That was kind of like shocked by um, Becky set the shit out of her. Yes. And she had, the, I'm waiting for the girl, uh uh-uh, uh, shirt. Still waiting. Yeah. They need that. Definitely need that. Yes. Did they make a You Don't Go Here shirt? I I think they did in NXT, but if they didn't, okay. they need it on the main roster now. Yeah. So before commercial break, we have um, Nakamura and Rick Boots and Tony Storm. I just really need them to put Tony Storm on TV. I just want to see her wrestle. I love to see her, just to see her, but I want to see her wrestle. Please, just let me see her wrestle. So, they have the Nakamura match. Nakamura beats Apollo Crews and keeps the title. And it's like, okay, well, that was a thing. Wow. So, then we have the backstage segment. We have Montez Ford. Montez Ford is talking and says, listen, Dawkins is not here because he's at a wedding, but I'm here. And he's like, Sunday, we gonna beat them bitch-ass Usos. He called them bitches and he called the tribal chief a bitch too. So he's left it like that. They cut to Roman sitting there with Paul. And Roman says, I want a match with Montez. And Paul's like, wait, but you have a pay-per-view match. He says, no, I want a match. Okay. Well, they're going to get a match. It's going to be the main event match between Montez Ford and Roman Reigns. I didn't see this coming at all. Nope. So Paul goes to Pierce and Sonya. It's like, listen, fam. We got to do this. And they're like, all right, whatever. We'll do it. We get a Joker promo where he's talking about he's going to come to Edge's house and kill him if Edge doesn't show up next week. Edge tweets out. Renegade goes, Edge says he's going to SmackDown next week. I'm like, what? And then WWE goes, Edge is coming to SmackDown next week. I'm like, oh. said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was so funny. Then we had Liv Morgan versus Zelina Vega. And she had Car- Zelina Vega had Carmella out there, pronouns. And Liv wound up losing to Zelina Vega, just as I was about to say, yo, Zelina Vega came back and she hasn't won a match since she's been back. But she has, and this is the second match she won. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause you definitely was about to say that shit. <laughs> yes. So then we had Happy Time with 
happy cabron. What? Why are you quiet? Because that didn't make me happy at all. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. So happy Corbin Capron comes out and he's doing this and he wants to interview himself. So then fight Owens fight. It seemed like I said something about fighting. But moving on. So fight Owens fight comes out and he gets jumped by Riddick Moss of all people? Like why the fuck was Riddick? Riddick Moss? Whatever. So yeah, they beat his ass. They, his ass as Kevin's ass. They beat Kevin's ass, power bomb him, and it just led me to think of he's he's gonna go play with his friends, right? He's gonna go play yeah, with his friends. But his funny part, there's a really funny part about that. Because his friend actually was on an interview and his friend said, listen, as much as I love him and I would love him to come play with us and hang out, I don't know if that's going to make him happy. So all I want for my friend is for him to be happy. And if he wants to stay and it makes him happy, that's all I want. Just I want his happiness because who knows he might want to be there and he might be happy. And it's like, okay, I understand what you're going for, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't think he's gonna stay. Like, I don't think he's gonna stay. I I know he loves WWE and all, but like, I don't think he's gonna stay. I don't think so. But that's what make it ha- makes him happy. Like more power to him. Yeah, but we thought that's what made Adam happy, but. Adam, yeah. Adam, like Adam even said, like it did make me happy, but like I just wanted to come play with my friends because my friends looked like they were having fun and they were outside, and I wanted to go outside too. So that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, where? I'm happy. Yes. So we had Nikki Ash, tag team champion, with Rhea Ripley. The Super Nightmares came out there and Nikki had a match against Natalia. So they get the win and they're standing there and then Knox and Shotzi come out and they're driving a cannon and Renegade goes, I hope they shoot them with the cannon. And I'm like, okay. As soon as he said that, they shot him with the cannon. I was... Too bad. They do it. Too bad. And they did it. They almost took Nikki's head off with the fucking cannon. Yes. So it's 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 okay. It's okay. Cause they're gonna be getting their tag team title shot. Finally! Final fucking lane. Right? Oh so, yeah. So then we had a backstage promo with Dominic and Ray. And Dominic and Ray are talking, and Dominic's like, listen, I could win if you just stay out of this. Please stay out of this. Please stay out of this. And Ray's like, I don't know. I might, but I probably won't. So Ray walks off, and the other side, here comes Sammy. Sammy's like, listen, I'm not here here to change your mind and tell you what to do, but just listen to your heart. 
Like, you don't have to listen to him. Listen to your heart. Now, here's what's funny and stuck out to me. Like, it's something like Dom said in one of his interviews, he doesn't want to wrestle his dad. He doesn't want to do that. I'm like, okay. I do have a solution that changes all of that. And my solution happens to coincide with next Friday because next Friday is a draft. What if one of them gets drafted to a different show? Hmm. Then there's no way for his dad to be stopping him if his dad's not around. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Pull Ray on Raw. Yes. So then we get to feel the glow because Naomi comes out and is like, yo, ready for my match. What's up? Y'all go let me get this match. And Sonya Deville comes out and is like, no, 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 we're not. So Naomi starts to chant. Like, Sonya's like, cut her mic off. Cut her mic off. She's like, get out of my ring. Like, you're not getting a match. So she grabs security and those two walk by each other and it's like, they're going to have a match. They have to have a match. This is leading to a match with them. So, yeah. That's the thing. Then, (laughs) we have Roman and the Usos and they're leaving out. Roman's leaving, the Usos are behind and the Usos get stopped by Gable and Dawkins. I mean, Gable and um, uh, what is his name? Otis. Otis. It's really, like, the really bad part is, like, you think, like, that was a fuck-up? That legit was a thing in NXT. That was not a fuck-up. That was, that was my brain going way back to 2014. Not a fuck-up. Sorry. Like, damn. Like, that was a legit thing. But... Apparently, they want the tag titles, which makes me feel really dumb because aren't the Street Profits getting a tag title match at the pay-per-view? Okay. So, Roman comes out, and him and Ford have actually pretty good match. Not bad. Pretty good match. Mm -hmm. And in the match, Roman hits Urinagi. And Pat McAfee says the words that not only I was thinking, but everybody else was thinking. Rock bottom. Right. Mm. This is what I said. Mm. Mm. I even said it. I don't think you was able to say that, plan. <laughs> yeah. It was like, mm. So... He beats his ass. He gets. He chokes him out. So after that, after that, Roman throws him outside. The match is over. The Usos come down, and Paul Hammond tells him to get extreme. So he gets extreme, and they beat the shit out of him. And they beat him. And they beat him. And they put him through a table with a rock bottom. Roman puts him through the table with a rock bottom. It was like. Okay, player. So all of a sudden, the lights go out. Lights come back on. The demon is standing on the post, and he jumps on 
the bloodline, and they just he just starts beating the ass, and he runs them off. So yeah, that's how the show ends. The demon standing tall. Yeah. So speaking of that match, who do you think is going to win that match? Obviously, I said he's not winning it, so it's going to yeah, be wrong. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Who do you think is winning the tag team match? The Usos versus the Street Profit Post. Due uh, to what happened on SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, um, I almost called him Lucha Academy. Goddamn, Alpha Academy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of Lucha Academy, um, Grand Metalik wants to leave. Adios. Okay, wait. You know what's really funny? Like a lot of people totally was like, they totally was like, uh, he sucks. He's not good. And I'm like, I'm gonna point you to a fucking set of matches. Best <laughs> of the Super Juniors, 2015. Masaru Dorado. Never heard of him? Watch it. Go. So, yeah, yeah, that's not why. That's, huh. Because, like, he needs you know, he'll be happy. Yeah, true. So, back to the pay-per-view. Becky versus Bianca. Who you picking? Like, I really want Bianca to win in back, but I think Becky's going to have it for a minute. I do, too, and... I don't know. Becky made me very uncomfortable today. Like, she made me <laughs> very uncomfortable. Okay. Because she cut a promo backstage where she just, like, she just was, like, directly looking into the camera and, like, cutting this promo. And it just made me extremely uncomfortable. Like, I just... I... Just moving on. Just moving on. Yes. Triple threat match. United States Championship. Jeff Hardy. Damian Cristo. Sheamus. Who do you got coming out of this? Damian Cristo. Yeah, I think... I don't know why, but like I think like they put him in there for some dumbass reason to get pinned or something. But yeah, like I'm with you on the Damian Cristo winning this whole thing. Yeah. And Alexia Bliss versus Charlotte Fleur. Who do you think is winning it? Wait, what do you want Alexa to win? Yeah, so like the whole like I don't know, like I'm I'm bored of uh, of Charlotte. (laughs) Yo, she just got the title back. What the fuck, dude? She just got the title back. She had the title so many fucking times, right? That it feels mm-hmm. longer than what it is. Damn. I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Like, I totally agree with you. Like, I'm not <laughs> disagree with you at all. But, like, damn. No, I feel you. I feel like I'm, like... And, like, she's, she's cool people, but, like... The character, it's something about the character that bugs me. It's more so this time around. Yeah, like, I, I don't like this character 
this time around either. Yeah. So, also, that I forgot to mention, Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Who you got next one? God, I hope Liv wins. Me too. I, I need Liv to win. Nothing against Carmella, but still. Yeah, no, I want, like, I want Liv, I want Liv to be happy, because, like, I've seen her, like, bust her ass training. Like, she goes out of her way to go train, and, like, we've put her over on this podcast a million times. Like, she deserves something. Like, she deserves better. Like, so, yeah, I just hope they start using her. Yeah. So, WrestleMania next year. They're trying to make sure it's two nights. It's looking like it's going to be two nights. But with those two nights, there's two other nights that they're trying to... That they're going to make bigger for, like, reasons that's not their fault. So they're going to be in Texas. They're going to be in Dallas for a couple of days, probably, like, a week. So while they're there, they have to do SmackDown. And... The arena that they were supposed to do SmackDown in is going to be moved because there's going to be a basketball game that day. So now they have to find another arena, but the arena that they're going to go into is a bigger arena. And it's like, whoa. So that's like, okay. But the Raw after WrestleMania is also going to be in a big arena. So, like, it's already, everybody's already starting to speculate, like, they're going to have these big nights of Raw and SmackDown and everybody's like, they're going to put some huge matches on these shows and also on WrestleMania. So that could be four days of just loaded, just like purely loaded wrestling. Like, yeah. how do you feel about like something that big for like four days? Uh, I'm of two minds of it. I'm okay. happy, excited, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like scared of hell because I'm gonna be exhausted. <laughs> okay, you say that you're gonna be exhausted, but like, it's a rarity that like we're ever officially exhausted after a uh, mania. That's not true. That's not true. Lately, I said a rarity. A rarity. Huh? I said rarity. Oh, okay, because like when they used to go long, like we would end it and lay off. Lately, when the two night John, like, they didn't get. Yeah, like after they're done the two night John, after night one, we're just like, yeah, we got energy. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, we're like, all right, cool, we can go to bed now. This is, this is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. But four nights, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I- I'm kind of like, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Anything else you want to bring up? Okay, I know you're good, but, you know. So, 205 Live has turned into, like, not 205 Live, and it turned into, like, a regular fucking show. Like, it turned into, like, a secondary regular show for no fucking reason. Like, and 
the reason I found out about this was like one of my wrestling friends was like, hey, I'm on 205 Live. And I'm like, oh, cool, cool, whatever. Like, and then I thought about it, was like, wait, you're a girl. You're on 205 Live. What the fuck? Like, when did that happen? And it was Cora Jade. Cora Jade wound up facing Ember Moon. And it was a pretty good match. Ember Moon, of course, won, but like, it was a pretty good match. So as I'm watching, I'm like, wait, this is different. Like, women on 205 Live, this is different. Like, Issy Manjiro, like, wrestled on the, the show. I'm like, okay. And Zion Quinn, he had, he had a match. And I saw the timeline when they found out he was wrestling. He was like, that's that guy. Oh, like, ah, da, 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 da. Go the guy with the girls? Yes. He's wrestling. Oh. He's like, oh, that's him. I was like, go away. Yeah, Cruiserweight. What the hell? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. 205 Live is no longer Cruiserweight country. It's literally just like everything. It's just everything now. Might as well just rename it. That's what I was thinking. But what do you name it? Uh, WWE Dark. That's it. That's it. We're into the podcast now. We're into it. What the fuck was that? WWE Dark? What the hell? What the, what the shit? What, 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 what the shit? What the, what the shit, dude? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I got it. I got it. What? WWE Dark Elevation. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, you know. Okay, guys. All right. You know, I'm glad you guys stuck around to the end of this podcast. But you know what? Fuck this shit. <laughs>